Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. <coughs> My name is Ian Eisenberg. I am here in New York, and along with me in California is Jay Logan. Hi, Jay. How are you this afternoon? I'm fine, Ian. I'm out here in California, and it's great. Great day out here. Uh, A little rainy, but uh, still a great day. Yes, it's sunny. It's not sunny California yet. It's sunny New York. There's been a lot of rain last week that got rid of a lot of the snow and even stranded some people on secret islands and stuff like that. So, wow, like kind of like, kind of like Gilligan's Island, stranded on the island, kind of like that? Some, so, something like that. I mean, it's, <laughs> it was just ridiculous where I just couldn't leave. I was just, there was water surrounded on both sides of the parking lot, so... I just wow. it took me time, and but you know what? I'm alive. I'm well. I'm home. My phone works. I think that this is going to be a big day, Jay. Wonderful, wonderful, wonderful. I'm glad that you're safe and found, so we could so we can do yeah. our show, Parents Kids and Music. Absolutely, Parents Kids Music, Parents Kids Music, as we do every oh basically on a weekly basis, is a show where we discuss the relationships between people, whether they are adults or their children, with their parents and whether they're around and in their lives or not, along with their children. Basically, it's the relationships that people have with their parents and children when it comes to music and what your life has been like as a result of the influence that that, that people have had from their parents growing up. Becoming music fan. Jay, are you okay? Yes, I am great. Good. It's that a little scary about there. Yes. Yeah, so I, this part of the show, Jay usually tells us about a wonderful, so some a wonderful child who has been creating some great music. So who do we have this? Who do we have on today's show? I, I was going to say this week, but we're actually doing two shows this week. We're also going to have another show on Friday. So, Jay, who is our kid of the day? The kid of the day is Maria Aragon. And uh, she was, she's uh, like a 10-year-old girl. Um, she's kind of Canadian and Filipino. And she's, she's a singer from Winnipeg. 
and uh, it's kind of extraordinary what happened to her. And um, what happened was she was singing a cover song by Lady Gaga, Born This Way. And I guess she posted it on her sister's YouTube, and voila, a virus started. And uh, she's got like a whole bunch of views. And then Lady Gaga, it caught her eye, and she was so impressed that she retweeted it. And it, to her 8 million followers, and it caused a sensation. And uh, basically, this little girl has like 22 million views now. 22 million. Million? Yeah, a million. Like a, like that's a not hundred. That's not thousand. That's million views. It's extraordinary. And, and within within one week, she got ten million. <laughs> uh, I mean, it's incredible. Uh, she's uh, and she can sing and play the piano, which is what the show is about. Kids playing music and parents and her sister and her mom and they all encourage her and. Uh, now she has 22 million followers or subscribers, which is great. I, I think no. the amazing thing about this, Jay, is that that Lady Gaga herself has endorsed this. I mean, there have been so many arguments over copyrights, about the rights and stuff. You see things being pulled down from YouTube. But you have the artist who finds, sees this YouTube video of this kid doing this cover song and not, and shares it with the world saying, watch this person covering my song. This is great. And that's, that, that's really something that I acknowledge of, of her as an artist, as being a famous person in the public eye, just embracing people, covering they like copying, covering their own work. And 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 it gets better. It gets better. Lady Gaga hear? invited. The, yeah, Lady Gaga actually invited the girl to one of her shows in Canada and performed a duet in front of her audience. And she got wow. to be on stage. Yeah, it gets better. <laughs> I mean, that's that's like you said. Uh, she embraced the little girl, and that's what artists need to do. And this girl is so excited. She's got the little thing to do a duet of the song with Lady Gaga, her idol. And that's so wonderful that, that Lady Gaga is that kind of artist. Because a lot of artists, they don't do that. This is, the first, oh, I, this is one of the first times I've really seen this on this big of a stage, you know. I saw it before, but this is wonderful. This makes me like Lady Gaga just a hundred times more, you know. Absolutely. Absolutely. Compared to other YouTube issues where Justin Bieber posted a video of himself singing, like singing, doing a private video of singing one of his songs, he put it on YouTube and the record label pulled it down. Wow. Like, it, it yeah. goes reverse, showing you, like, when you have the relationships with, like, having the permission to be like, this isn't just my music, this is everyone's music. Like, it's just two extremes about this, this girl, Maria, and how to just, I mean, I mean, this is something, as a little girl, she will never forget for the rest of her life, no matter what she does, whether she becomes a professional music a musician or a teacher or an astronaut or a firefighter or a lawyer or a doctor. No matter what, she'll always have, she'll always have this moment with being embraced by, at the moment, and one of the biggest, pop stars of the world. 
And so with 22 million other people will never forget that because this is incredible, like you said. Um, I've never seen anything like that. That's a lot of people, 22 million people. That's a lot of people to come to your channel, and you definitely will never forget that. And um, yeah. neither will I because uh, I went to the channel, so 22 million and one. <laughs> <laughs> you're, number, you're 22 million and one. Yeah, yes. it's not just 20, 22 million anymore. You have... You have cast your vote, and it will show forever in the it will show forever on the YouTube user. Like yes, and the she can, on the page. And, yes, and Ian, she actually can play the piano and she can sing. I mean, this is really the girl is really talented. So that's the other side of it. It's not like she's not. Uh, this is not a karaoke. This is not. She's playing the piano, everybody, and singing live. That is cool. Because I know when I search on YouTube a lot, I'll look for a particular song and I'll find all these people just covering that song. And it's very cool that that can be allowed and that people can just share it, even whether you're talented or not. But as you said, this this girl is talented. Yes, and she made it to the Ellen show also. She made it to the Ellen, Ellen. show. Ellen had her. Yeah, Ellen had her on her show. Very cool. Ellen, who who had one season as an American Idol judge, I yes, probably have seen a lot of talent. <laughs> yes, she knows now. <laughs> but I'm very impressed with this girl. She's going to go a long way. She's only ten. She's the same age as my daughter. She plays the piano. I guess she learned the song herself, figured it out. I don't think sheet music is available for it. She's got a good ear. So for her to do all that and to go through all that just to learn this song and all this attention. She has to be good. She has to be talented. So you go, Maria. <laughs> you go, girl. Excellent. All right. And just like that, Jay, we have our first guest. Just let me bring them into into the show. And let me see. Let me press this button here. Hi, I'm, you're on Parents Kids Music. Is, is this Dennis? Yes, yes. How are you doing? Excellent. Um, this is Ian here in New York and Jay in California. Um, thanks for joining right. us today. I'm calling from Northampton, Mass. Excellent. Home of, home of many colleges in that area. Oh, yeah, tons, yes. Um, uh, absolutely. How are you doing, Dennis? Say something? Yeah, I was going to say hi to Dennis. Hi, Dennis. Hi, how are you? I'm doing fine. I'm doing fine. Thanks for having me on your show. Well, well, we're we're glad you're here. And and just so you know, Jay, I was speaking to Dennis before the show began, and he just has he has such a unique um, musical background. Just growing up and where he is today. Um, Dennis, would you like to share about that? Um, from your upbringings and the the influences that you shared with me about your mother. Okay, yeah, I grew up on a on a farm in in Iowa. I was uh one of 11 kids and um the first music I was uh exposed to was um well, uh my mother sang in the choir, but she also had um a, a, you know some old 78s uh of uh of Broadway stuff. So I uh I guess they probably weren't 78s. They were probably LPs. But uh, 
of, of like Oklahoma and South Pacific, and my, my mother used to, to sing that a lot. And, and what I got from a very early age is the, the transformative nature of, of music, that uh, she had a pretty hard life, and uh, we didn't have a lot of money, but um, to see the effect that uh, that music could have on her when she sang and, and when she when she listened, uh, I think uh, it... it um, you know, she never sat us down and said, "This is, you know, and music is important." It was just something in her bones as well as mine, I guess. That uh, how you can take any situation and and bring you out of it, at least temporarily. And and she's still alive now. She's she's 98 years old. She lives in in Phoenix. Wow. And, and, <laughs> And I'm a I'm a songwriter, and uh, she's uh, she's uh, been very very encouraging. She's she's been great. Uh, so that's how I grew up. So so Ian, so Ian in Iowa, what type of music did your mom play for you as a as a kid? I'm sorry. I was saying, growing up in Iowa, what kind of music were, were you exposed to growing up in Iowa? Oh, um, it, well, I mean, at first, just around the family, it would be like Broadway musicals and choir stuff. But then, as I started listening to the radio, uh, I would, uh, there was, you know, a, uh, KIOA in Des Moines was just a, a pop station. And so we, I had older brothers, and so they started listening to, to Motown, and then, uh, then of course, the Beatles, and then I had a transistor radio, and I would stay up late at night and listen. I could pick up uh, Chicago stations, and uh, and that was that was always really cool because I I felt I was like really getting into something that no other kids were listening to when I could uh, pick up Chicago. Wow! So wow! So. Yeah, I was going to ask you also, like, did you have any favorite musicals going up there uh, that you, did you attend any musical plays or anything like that in that, in that, in that state? Well, uh, let's see, there was, um, you know, there, there were some, some uh, a few local bands, we lived about 60 miles from Des Moines, and there would be once in a while some, uh, that you know, I grew up in the in the in the fifties, and, and I'm sixty years old, so I grew up mostly in the sixties. And um, and at that time, at schools, they would uh, they would have like a variety show or somebody somebody who would come through and visit the school, you know, and they they'd visited South America or Africa, and they would bring in the, all these instruments, and that was really. That was very cool. Uh, you know, it's, it's probably not as emphasized as much in schools now, uh, but but back then that was a that was a very big deal to to have a musician come in, and that's what I I do now. I I play it. I I um, I'm a, mostly a children's songwriter and performer, and go into schools, and it's it's very uh, it's very cool to see how kids young kids respond to music. Uh, and it, and it takes me back. 
So, so how, could you get into detail how they do respond when you when you go into the schools and you do the songwriting and storytelling and how do they respond when you when you when you when you um when you perform for them? Which are they happy? Oh, uh, are they jubilant? Or, uh, well, they're they're very they're very just curious at first, and just uh, and um, they're they are so open to to it, um, and it's interesting to watch it change. Uh, you know, you know, like I, I play for kids from three to nine or so, and um, when they're really young, they're just adorable. It's just uh, it is just so much fun to play with them and see how they will just focus on on what's going on and, and on the words and uh, I have a few songs where I, I I have mistakes put in in them or something that doesn't make <laughs> sense and they try to, to look for it but um, oh. as they get as they get older uh, you know like seven or, or eight it suddenly becomes uh, you know, they're they're exposed to a lot of other pop music, and so I'm I'm sort of <laughs> I drop into the not cool phase pretty pretty quickly in the upper grades. So Dennis, do you bring an instrument also? Like do you bring a, like a xylophone or a guitar? Oh, I I, I, you I, bring I, some... I bring my guitar. Yeah, I, I I write and and play on guitar. Yeah. So are they curious about the guitar when you bring it? Do you do you, do you, do you, do you explain to them what it's for and yeah, yeah, I, I explain them what it does, you know, uh, you know, and that uh, they're always very curious about. Uh, they always want to. They always want to touch it and uh, <laughs> and So yeah, I I, I let them do that. I'll, I'll you know I'll, I'll make the chords and let them strum. And do you, do you have like a do you have a CD for kids now that you currently have out? Is there something that you have? Oh yeah, I. I, I have I have several. You can you can go to dogbonetown.com dot com and and listen to my stuff. <laughs> Dogbonetown. Dogbonetown dot com. Yeah. Dogbonetown is actually a, a song that I Dogbonetown the the song is actually a song that I wrote with my daughter who's nineteen and and it's about about her when her dog was killed by a oh. car. Uh, we we wrote a song. About it, and uh, it's kind of a, a sad song, but I but I think it's okay to to have uh, you know a song. It's a reality for kids losing things, uh, grief, and so I have this song, Dogbone Town, about what uh, what happens to this her dog. So okay, okay. So how many CDs do you have for children? I have uh, three CDs for children, and uh, they're like they've won Parents' Choice Awards, and uh, so. Um, yeah, yeah, thanks. Yeah, that's that's wonderful. So, um, our parents very. Uh, do they um, have you like when you go to the school? Do you perform in the classrooms, or do you do the auditorium, or both? Well, no, I I, I generally perform at smaller venues, like in the classroom, and and then I play uh, at. At libraries, um, a few times I play with a band and we'll play at a bigger uh, uh, at the auditorium or something. But generally, I do I, I I do pretty intimate stuff. Okay. Now, do you write? Do you show the kids how to write music? Also, like when you're in there, you write a song. With I have the kids. done that. I, 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 
I did a a, a workshop a while ago with um, writing music with kids, kids who had. Uh, I was asked to come to this place where where kids who had lost a parent, uh, who uh, from uh, one of the parents had died, and so it was a a community project helping kids with the grieving process and so I would go in and write songs with kids who were like ages 7 to 10 and um it was it was pretty amazing uh, to see I like that to kids kids who really were fairly uh quiet or perhaps they could be construed as inarticulate about what was going on but certainly couldn't talk about it directly when you give them the outlet of putting their feelings into music um it was it was pretty amazing i i was i was very uh i i was really amazed at uh, what what kids came up with what what direct feelings they could put into a song and then uh and then and then they would sing them for uh their family and and it was uh it was it was a very powerful moment Wow! So wow! I like kids, that. Kids at very early age. Uh, you know, I think that everybody really has a tremendous amount of creativity, and uh, and sometimes it seems daunting that people could write songs. But uh, kids, kids are very, you know, once you're sort of like you know drawing or something. When you when you're, when you're not told you can't do it, then uh, then you just do it. So. Right. But I think. Pretty early on, we get told we can't. We're not good at that. So, Dennis, what do you think about the, uh, the, the taking the music out of the school thing that's happened, where they're taking the instruments out and cutting down programs? Give us your thoughts on that. Um, uh, of of that what? I'm sorry. Uh, about the after music after school music programs and the cutting of uh, musical instruments, oh. taking music and sports and arts out to schools. Oh yeah, yeah. I, I, I think it's horrible. <laughs> it's, just, it's like it's it's like taking recess away. It's taking it, it it just sends such a strong message that uh, that art isn't important. Uh, and uh, I think uh, you know it, it you know, art helps us in so many ways. But I mean, also it helps you know intellectually. You're a better student. You'll, you'll do better in other, you know, subjects if you're allowed to kind of express yourself through art. It just leads to so much. It, it helps. You know, I think it's good for the brain. I think it's good for emotions. It's it's criminal to just cut that out. It's ridiculous. Well, you you are my hero because you're going into the schools and putting it back in. You're my hero, Dennis. You you're doing that, and I, I'm I'm so proud of you. I mean, this is a great thing you're doing for the kids going out. Teaching them, having workshops, sharing music with them, things they they might not have been able to experience. You're my hero, man. I'll give you big ups, uh, well, man. Thank you. <laughs> thank you so much. Well, thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. Yeah. Thank you. Yes, so, any, yes, any, I'd like to know, any final thoughts on really where we are going with the, re- of the, of influencing of the role that parents have to influence children when it comes to music, whether it's something that they accept or not, and and how and how your children 
have, like yourself, get to become adult, get to become responsible adults and just live the lives that they deserve. And well, like what, I, what can parents do? I, I think that uh, I watch it when, 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 when I play with kids and their parents are there. The kids are very into it, but they also have an eye on their parents. They're taking cues from their parents. And parents are often very self-conscious, as kids aren't, about singing. And kids pick that up. Uh, you know, parents need to get over. Uh, it's a stretch, but uh, that uh, taking a risk, and they, they need to, to sing around their kids. They need to dance around their kids. They need to just have the, you know, Take the risk to look foolish because you, you can't look foolish to a four-year-old. And uh, I, I think that sends such a strong message to kids when their parents start to sing, as well as teachers. Teachers often are very reticent about singing. And um, everybody can sing. I, I, I've never met anybody who can't sing. And uh, so, but, yeah, I, I just, just, just sing. If you sing, others will too. Excellent. Thank you so much for joining us today. Sure. That was great. Thank you for having me. You're my hero, Dennis. Thank you. Dennis. Thank you. Keep doing that. It's a good job. All right. Thanks a lot. All right. Have an excellent day. All right. Thanks. All right. Take care. Bye-bye. All right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. All right. That was great. Next, we are bringing on Alvin. Alvin, how are you? Fine, Ian. How are you? Excellent, and I'm, I'm, let me introduce you to Jay out in California. Alvin, Jay, Jay Alvin. Hi, Alvin. Hello, Jay. How are you? I'm doing fine. Excellent. And, excellent. And, as, and today, I'm speaking with Alvin before the show. Alvin is someone, I'm like, first guest, I'm both enough kids, but at one point he was a kid, and I'd love to hear about your musical upbringing and how it's brought you into the adult that you are today. Okay. Uh, well, you know, my background is quite interesting. Yeah. Uh, even though my name is Alvin Heisong, I have a mixed background. Uh, on my father's side, is German. He was uh, he was born and raised in, uh, in Indiana. And from my mother's side, um, she is a third-generation Spaniard. So if I had a combination of music in my background from Spanish music and from a uh, uh, would say good old American music. Um, I um, I grew up as a kid in a family. Uh, both were both were from the military, and they both were enthusiasts of the music of the 40s and 50s and 60s. We're talking here. Uh, when I was a child, we would listen to the Drifters, the Coasters, uh, Body Holly, uh, all all the music that today we enjoy in all those PBS stations. Uh, when they had those special uh, special nights, that was the music that I grew up with. But at the same time, I uh, I started to discover my own taste for music um, when I uh, when I was a young kid in the 70s. Um, I remember that uh, I, I, at home I would listen to my parents' music, which I still do today. It's my favorite music. But then as a as a youngster, I would listen to music such as I don't remember the group Boston. Uh, Kansas, uh, uh, groups like uh, Aerial Speedwagon, and you know all those music from the 70s. 
uh, became, uh, I would say, part of the, my peer pressure from my uh, schoolmates. That was, a part, that was the music they were listening to at the time, while I at home would enjoy more of the music of the 50s and 60s. Wow, so you went from listening to kind of soul, the coasters, the drifters, and Buddy Holly, to growing up listening to Boston, Kansas, and Aero Speedwagon. That's kind of totally the opposite. So you got both worlds. That's 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 pretty good, Alvin. I, I, I think that's a wide variety of music. So so you said when you went to school, most of the kids they preferred the more rock stuff. Well, you know, you know how it is when, when you know when you're when you when you're a kid, you know, uh you, you can say that you succumb you succumb under pressure and become uh you know part of the group but and yes, I had my favorites. I can remember at the time one of my favorite groups was was uh Cheap Trick, which was very book also was very big in the seventies and uh you know, the journeys of the world and the queen. Uh but still nowadays today, uh, you know, in in, in year two thousand eleven uh, if you look at my iPod, most of the music that I do have in my in my iPod, I don't carry eight uh, track tapes anymore. Um, is uh, music, yeah, music from uh, the Time Live Music Collection. Uh, you know, once those um, collections start coming out uh, in, in in CDs, I start buying all these collections where I can actually listen to the music that my parents were listening at the time. I think though that music and uh, that music that I heard in my parents' house. It basically gave me this tradition, all American traditional formation, even though I was living in another country. Right, right. So, what, what is? What, tell us a little about about some of the Spanish. You know, when you were a kid, some of the Spanish music that you were listening to, the Latino stuff that that you uh, were exposed to. Were you exposed to a lot of that also? Uh, well, you know, there is a very famous uh, musician that was very big in New York in the 70s. His name is Tito Puente. Okay. And Tito Puente was one of the founders of the salsa music uh, in New York and in Puerto Rico. Uh, another very, very famous singer uh, who actually passed away a few, day, few years ago, Celia Cruz from Cuba. Okay. Uh, I don't know if you're aware that uh, Celia Cruz was... was uh, uh, she started singing with Tito Puente in the in the in the early seventies, and then she became her own band, and uh, she uh, she became very very famous with her salsa music, which she uh, you know it made salsa uh, the icon that it is today around the world. Those two musicians. Okay. Well, Alvin, tell us how kids respond to the salsa music and the Spanish music. You know, how, how does the kid when the kids get into it? Tell us a little bit how they get uh, exposed to it. And how they enjoy it. Share that with our audience from your your standpoint. Well, you know what I think uh, because the because we're in the decade of the crossover. Uh, now a lot of kids uh, find it uh, that is cool to 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 listen to. And I'm going to name a singer which actually doesn't play salsa music, but it represents what salsa music represents. You know, now with this crossover, people like Ricky Martin and Shakira, Shakira, uh, which have have crossed over to the U.S. market, but also they still uh, sing in, 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 in Spanish, that has created a following of, of younger kids that want to try something different, that want to not remain the status quo, and they see salsa of something that is, you know, not as hard as it seems when they start taking some, you know, practicing it and dancing it, and they, they, and they enjoy it very much. And this is something that I've seen in this decade compared to, you know, maybe 10 years or 15 years ago where salsa was not, 
actually followed by kids. It was more followed by adults. That is great. So the kids are they're they're kind of they're realizing that that music is is great and it's fun and it's, it's not old timey and it's, it seems like it's turned over a leaf to where now that most kids are like it. I see a lot of kids loving salsa music now, even here out here in San Francisco. You know, it's like taking on a whole new life of itself. So I'm glad that you shared that, Alvin, because people need to know the history and they need to know about salsa music on our show and, and how kids like it because uh, now, like you said, everything is crossover. The kids, they like everything now. Nothing is close. And, uh, yeah, and, and, I would say, you know, and I would say, yeah. No, go ahead. I'm listening. I'm, I'm learning from you. So you Continue. No, and, and I would and I would say that even though the salsa is not, see, there, there's there's two things here. Um, let's speak a little bit about Hispanic kids and 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 uh, non-Hispanic kids. Remember, the salsa music is a Caribbean beat. It's something that primarily comes from Puerto Rico and Cuba, and it was heavily promoted in the 60s and 50s in New York. Uh, it was it was one of the genera that actually was born in New York, uh, and. Uh, a lot of kids in this country from, come from Mexican descent. You're talking about 70 percent of the population, uh, and many of those uh, kids also now are second, third, even fourth generation Mexicans. Even these kids are gravitating more to the salsa music than from the Latino music from their own countries. Uh, salsa music has has crossed over uh, from from uh, the small island of Puerto Rico and Cuba into into every place from uh, Argentina all the way to the north of South America, you know, where Venezuela is. So it has not only crossed over to the U.S., to the non-Hispanic kids, also Mexican and, and Colombian and Venezuelan and adopted salsa as a way of expressionism. Ah, oh, I see. That's, see that's, that, I see that. I see it coming through Miami and getting over here, and I see so. You said all cultures now have experiences now. It's just took a took a life of its own. And uh, I even hear it like on, the, on a lot of the TV programs, and um, a lot of the stuff that comes on TV, a lot of the Latino shows. So salsa has taken a a big stake in the music scene now. And I've noticed also in dance music, in the disco clubs, they've also added that type of music in there with that beat. But they put a little salsa in there to give it that that movement. So yeah, you, you're right, Alvin. I've noticed that. Um, that's uh, that's great. So I, I was going to ask you, you know, so that's that's funny that you um, you got the Spanish thing and then you were in Iowa. I mean, not, I mean not in Iowa, but you got the Spanish thing and then you also do the saucer stuff. Do you do you do, do you play instruments yourself? You know, uh, I have never partaken in, in let's say, uh, officially in a band. But I've had opportunities to, um, you know, to play a little bit of the conga when I've been, you know, and when we create, you know, let's say groups to play salsa music, I've played some of the conga, uh, I'll play along with the band, uh, but never been officially part of one. So that would be the only instrument that I actually play myself. And I, and I try to dabble a little bit in the harmonica. Okay. So my other question is, did you go see any of these bands with your, your friends at school, did you go see Boston? Did you go see Kansas? Did you go actually go to an event with your, with, with your friends to see Errol Speedwagon or any of these groups out there uh, when you were young, in the 70s? Yeah, absolutely. I, I can tell you, even, even while living in the island of Puerto Rico, Peter Frankton was there at the time when his big hit, Show Me The Way, was around. 
visiting at that time the island, we had people like Chip Trick came over, uh, Journey, uh, Sting. Um, wow. Mr. <laughs> Wells. Uh, Ariel Speedwagon was there. So many, many of those uh, groups actually visited the island. Um, and after I moved to the U.S., then I can tell I can tell you the list is endless. I've, been, I've seen people like the Electric Lark Orchestra, and I saw people like uh, you know uh, Bruce Springsteen in 1981. I've seen the Stones three times. So yes, I do enjoy that music, even though that I, and I because I grew up with those groups when I was you know in the early 70s. But nowadays, mm-hmm. today, if you come to my home and you have dinner, the first thing you probably will hear was something from the Drifters. You know, there goes my baby, or something from uh, the coasters, or because that's the music that I really remember as a child with my parents, which provided me that foundation of family. Okay, so now what do you do with your nieces and nephews? I don't know if you have any kids. What what do you do when your cousins and nieces and their kids come over? What do you share with them, or do you do you teach any of this? Uh, do you share your the drifters with them, or I just got a question. That's the question I'm asking when kids come over to see you or greet you. Uh, I don't know if you have any kids, but if you do, could you share some of the yeah. experiences you have with the kids that you, you deal with? Well, absolutely not. I have many kids visiting this house because I have friends with children, and two words I can tell you that comes out of their mouth, hip-hop. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, and uh, I don't know, do you have any hip-hop to play like uh we have a uh, Latino group out here, a very good friend of mine, the Escovito family, Sheila and, and all of them. And they kind of put the hip-hop with the salsa, and Pete Escovito kind of has a timbali, and they do the thing. And that's kind of hip-hop. They kind of do it, but they add the Latino flavor in there. Is, is, do they like that kind of hip-hop, or basically this is the more uh, rapping thing that's going on out there? Uh, what I have seen is more of the rapping thing going on. Um, okay, okay. It's, it's amazing how this genre, if we can call it that way, has taken over the minds of many young adults. And for some reason, I have seen people that have grown, that have outgrown that. I have seen, I know, you know, the genre has been around for at least 10 years. And I know kids now are in their 20s that used to listen to that music now, and now they don't anymore. Thank God they have moved. They have moved on to something a bit more more fascinating as as jazz or, or just good old pop music. Yeah, thank goodness. One group that's responsible for that is called The Roots. And they're actually musicians. They play hip-hop, but they're actually playing it. I think they're on a, a late-night show now. I think it's Jimmy Kimball or somebody's show. And Jimmy the Fallon. They're the house band on Jimmy Fallon. I remember seeing them for the first time in 1999 and being blown right away that, that it's, that it's just not like this whole like drug dealer gangster let's kill people thing, but that they actually are very they're a band that just happens to rap. Yeah, there's okay. some positive stuff. You know, some, I mean, some, some positive things is that you said the kids have thank God that they've grown out of that uh, that violence thing, and uh, some of them have grown up. So now we just got to work on the rest of them. You know what, I, I think that there is basically, uh, if I may interject, I think that's more of a rebellious stage that all children go through, knowing that I know that my parents hate this music, so I love it kind of uh, situation. Uh, <laughs> once they start, you know, once they start establishing their own identities and personalities after they outgrow this 
uh, hip hop or, or or notorious <laughs> uh, kind of music, they just start you know going after something they really like. Right. Well, we, we we should hope that they do because that's definitely important that they be exposed to all type of music and not just one one brand. Wow. So it's been great talking to you, man. Uh, you you've uh, took us to a whole another whole another scene. I mean, we we got the Latino thing going and. Uh, we got some drifters, and well, I just really appreciate you uh, sharing your knowledge with us. And uh, hopefully, one day I might come over to your house and eat and uh, get listen to some drifters, or you know, listen to some absolutely. Buddy Holly. <laughs> you you will if you come here. That's the first thing you probably hear. <laughs> you can absolutely. be my guest. Absolutely, Thank Alvin. Thank you very much for joining us today, and. I shall speak to you soon. Thank you for just sharing just your musical insights. Yeah. Okay. Sure. Thank you. And you have a good afternoon. Nice to meet you. Excellent. Thank you. All right. All right. Bye. All right. Thank you, Alvin. And coming on next is someone who is I. I hear she's having a big um, thing happening this weekend. Alvin, are you oh. there? Hi. Hello, how are hello. you? I'm Ian here in New York. Hello, Irene. It's Ian and Jay. So say hello. Hi. Hi, Irene. Well, thank you for calling us. <laughs> <laughs> thank yes. you. Yes, there's a rumor that Irene is getting married this weekend. Yes, I'm getting married on Sunday. Very excited. <laughs> oh. Wow, congratulations on that. Thank you. So, so I, I, I know that Irene... I was gonna just ask you to get married. I guess I'm just a little late here. Jay. <laughs> too late, too late, Jay. I'm she's taking and, oh, and I always get the good ones, Ian. You always get the good ones. Yeah. <laughs> I, 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 and I'm very happy with with her with, with her choice and everything. I'm, yeah, she's probably one of my longest of my closest friends, so it's gonna be and so I'm, I'll be at the wedding this Sunday, and gonna, I'm really looking forward to it. So before we get to that, it's today I know that I've been talking to Irene for a while about being on this show where we talk about music and the relationships that people have with their parents and how it leads them to who they are. So okay, tell me about your background, Irene, and like when, like your first experiences of listening to music and where God went from there. Um, I wasn't really passionate about music when I was growing up. Uh, my parents listened to ABBA, Karen Carpenter, Stephen Wonder, and you know all those um, you know old <laughs> old time music. Um, they made me take uh, piano lessons, and I really hated it. Um, when I immigrated here to the United States when I was 11, um, I really wanted to fit in, so I started listening to the radio, and you know whatever was popular, that's what I listened to, and. Um, I liked it, but I wasn't really passionate about any of it. It was stuff like TLC, Ace of Base, you know, things like that. Um, it wasn't until the end of high school uh, where I began to get out of that herd mentality and just I started to do my own thing. And um, yeah, I really gravitated more towards, like, alternative, like Everclear, Godsmack, things like that. Um, I guess the first band that I really could say that I loved was Linkin Park. I know it's like... I <laughs> Not that many people like it, but you know, I love Linkin Park. Um, yeah, it's. But ever since then, I just started 
listening to music more, and it's more part of my life now. Wow. Um, so, you don't like ABBA? <laughs> I, it's okay. I mean, like, if it it's on the radio, I'll listen to it, but yeah, I wouldn't go out of my way. I'm just way. giving you a hard time. I'm just, I'm just giving you a hard time. I, I, I don't have a lot of ABBA <laughs> in my collection. Like, 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 like this? Yeah. <laughs> so, it's one of those things where... So, it's one of those things where... You, where your musical tastes are just distinctly different from your parents. Yeah. Well, I think my brothers really influenced me more than my parents did. When I when I was growing up, they I, I saw them listening to Billy Idol, and they'd, you know, pop their collars up and have the Ray-Bans and all that. It was kind of silly, but <laughs> that's what they liked, and I think they influenced me more, really. Okay, now I don't have any problems with that. I don't have any problems with the ABBA or Stevie Wonder or that, but the piano lessons part, um, I mean, I might, you said you didn't like the piano lessons. What did they do to you? <laughs> well, they they made all, my, I have two older brothers and a younger sister, and they made all of us uh, take piano lessons. My two older brothers took to it. They, you know, they can play really well. But with me, I just, I don't know why. I just really hated it. Um, I did whatever I could to get out of it. You know, my, uh, my mom really wanted me to do it. Did not want to do it, and now I'm really regretting it because you know, I I want I want to learn how to play beautiful music and all that. But I, I, I the best thing I can do is read notes, and that's it. Well, that's good. That's that's the best thing. That's one. Most people can't do that part of it. I'm proud of you still with the piano lessons because most of the time when parents make their kids, like I have a daughter, she's ten. If I make her play the piano, she's going to resent that. You, know, you kind of kind of just put it in front of them. And look the other way if they like it, then they jump on it. But any time they make you in do the stuff, you know, most even me, my dad would have, you know, made me play an uh, instrument. I probably would have did something different just because he's making me do it. So it wasn't your fault. Um, um, so I can understand that because uh, you should never make you even if you're ice skating or you roller skating, you make your kid do things out there to our listening audience. The kids probably might resent it because it's something that you have to do it becomes a, a chore rather than fun. So yeah, I understand that. So um, um, the other thing I was going to ask you, um, so you said you like Everclear. Uh, yeah. <laughs> well, I, I mean, I listen to it, but it's I like their music. Have you ever went to see them at an event with your with your your siblings or your mom? Or have they ever? No, I've never been to a uh, concert. Oh, yeah. <laughs> wow. No, never. Wow. I've never been to a concert. I've been wanting to go to a Lincoln Park concert. I know they've come by here a couple of times, but I just, you know, never had a chance to. But Jonathan, my uh, well, fiance, doesn't really like that kind of thing, so he wouldn't go with me. Well, that's a choice. Now you get married, you'll be the boss because you're getting married. So now you can demand to go see Lincoln Park. <laughs> so there you go. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, Ian's always going to the concert. Maybe your husband might let uh, Ian take you to see, you know, one of his great bands, um, Fish or something. And, uh, Fish, yeah, I, so, yeah, I heard about that. <laughs> do your mom, uh, did, did your mother raise you with music? Or, you know, did she listen to a certain type of music when you were a kid? Did she have, like, stuff that she liked? Um, no, no, I, I don't really remember um, 
so much about, like, music when I was growing up. Like I said, it was mostly, like, ABBA. That's what we sang to, like, in the car. It was pretty much it. It wasn't really a big part of my life back then. I like ABBA because they had all those white outfits. They looked kind of cool, long hair. <laughs> then they were from heaven or something. Yeah. <laughs> there was nothing bad about ABBA. You know, they, they kind of look heavenly. <laughs> nice and soft music, so. What about the Stevie Wonder stuff? Did you uh, mention that? Did you like any of his stuff when you were a kid? Yeah, I liked it. I mean, I sang along to um, to him also. <laughs> okay. Um, did you ever have fights with the radio, like in the car? Like maybe he was talking to one guest, and they like were having fights with their brothers and sisters. Who's listening to what on the mom? Did you ever have like radio fights, like pillow fights, but they call radio fights in the car? I want to listen to this. No, I want to listen to Ever. No, I want to listen to Evercore. Cool. No, I want to listen to Ever. <laughs> You have that going no, on? No, whoever was driving had the uh, control of the radio pretty much. <laughs> oh, God, you guys are... I couldn't wait the, until I could drive. There was a dictatorship in the car. Whoever's driving the car. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, how far did you get in your piano lesson? Other than reading, did you um, did you get to, like, book two? Or? <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, I did. I did, I did get very far, but, yeah, I... I just hated it, and then when I stopped um, taking piano lessons, I just forgot about everything. I mean, I can probably play, like, one or two pieces right now, but not much. Do you own any technology, like an iPod or iPad, anything that plays music, TV player, you know? Yeah. Well, no, yeah, I do. And I just got a guitar recently, so I'm trying to learn how to play that. Okay. So what what about, like, an iPod? Do you have an iPod? Yeah, um yeah, I have an iPhone actually. I have my um my iTunes playlist here. Did you share some of the music that you're listening to now as an adult that you like? Because, like a couple of things is on your iPod, like maybe three things. Um, I like Nine Inch Nails, um, Rage Against the Machine and like I said, Linkin Park. Okay, you Linkin Park. You didn't you, you, you walk out from Ava, you didn't went totally totally to the <laughs> The oldest thing I have in there is probably, um, I don't know, like Al Green. I like Al Green. Okay, God, you were there. Okay, God, you like a lot of different things. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. Very, very, uh, <laughs> good. I mean, that's really a big stretch, you know. That's, that's you like real music, real musicians, real things, and that's, that is so good. Um, wow. And, and you're a musician, and you know what it takes to be a musician. You have a great, great – we got a thing on our show, me and you came up called um, Music Grade. I, mean, I think I'll give you a good A, because not only do you know you think you're either a musician, you go from one stream to the another, and you can still play a couple of pieces on the piano, and you listen to all this great music from rock to soul <laughs> to pop. You've been exposed, and that's, that's – do you have any brothers and sisters? Yeah, I have two older brothers and um, a younger sister. You did say that, and you mentioned that they still can play the piano, right? Yeah, the two older ones can play piano really well. The younger one, um, not so well. She's kind of like me. She didn't really. She wasn't really into it. Okay. So, are they playing in any bands, or are they just playing for fun, or are they playing at any piano bars, or are they playing for any audiences no, out there? No, just for fun. Okay. Did it help them in their education? Do you think by them learning that instrument, did it help them in their school 
schooling? Um, I'm not really sure. I mean, we didn't really talk about that. Um, it did help them get girls. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, you're honest. Well, you, so, know, you know, musicians honestly. are hot. <laughs> what would you say, Ian? I'm, I'm you know what? I, I actually, I, you know what? I'm changing subject. I actually, we've got it. We, we have a, um, we have a question from a viewer. I mean, um, someone is asking me about the exact question is ask her about picking her wedding song, maybe. That's an exact question. <laughs> oh. Um. Well, Jonathan and I listen to. Um, it's like one of the radio stations online where all they play is um, wedding music and love songs. So that's how we pretty much picked our our wedding music. You know, we'd um, we'd write down the songs that we liked and we'd uh, we uh, we pared it down to you know, you know top five or whatever, and that's how we picked. And and then what was the top five? Or did you share the top five with? Well, um, we. For our uh, first dance, we ended up going with um, My Valentine by Mar- Martina McBride and um, a few other songs that we liked is Lucky by uh, Colby Kelly um, and Jason Mraz and um, I'm Yours by Jason Mraz. A lot of guitars. Okay. Wow. Oh, so that's hard to pick from. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was... It, uh, we... Um, yeah, we had a little, you know, like bickering and stuff about what we wanted, but you know, in the end, we we decided on on stuff. Are you going to have a band at your at your wedding? Is it going to be live musicians? Yes, it's going to be live musicians. He did not want a DJ at all, even though it would have saved us a lot of money. He wanted live DJs, live people, good music. Wow, you're going to have a beautiful day. That's going to be so wonderful for you. Wow. Oh. Um, that's good that you're employed for musicians. That helps keep parents' kids and music our show alive because we want to make sure all the musicians are playing and all the kids are playing music and listening. So you've got a service to the community. We enjoy, we're so glad that you and your husband to be at uh, invested into the music scene. So that's a great thing. So do you have any yeah. favorite songs right, right now that you like? Like, you know, it could be Nine Inch Nails, but like a song that you could share with it, like maybe at this time your top, Two between your top two songs that you're listening to right now on your iPod that you keep like, hey, that song is great. <laughs> well, Jonathan hates it because I play the same playlist over and over and over again, like in car rides and all that. Um, I know it's kind of old now, but Bulletproof, um, I like that one. I forgot who sings it. Oh, LaRue. That's one of them. And um, what's another one? I play Lucky, I guess, all the time also. Well, I mean, we we love having you on our show. You've been a great guest, and um, thank you. That ends my question. <laughs> that ends my question. <laughs> I love having you on this show. Congratulations! I, I'm glad that you, you joined our show. You've been a wonderful, wonderful guest. Appreciate. It. Thank you. Thank you for having me. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. Have have an excellent day, weekend. I will see you on Sunday. Yeah. <laughs> Saturday. We will see about that. Oh, Saturday. Yeah, Saturday. Saturday or Sunday. Hopefully Saturday. Hopefully Saturday. We we will we will yeah. see. But but I'm glad that 
that we finally were able to have this happen, and you were on the show. And thank you very much. And You're welcome. Have, a, have a good afternoon. Okay, talk to you later. Bye. Bye. Wow, what a great collection of guests we have today. Wow, you you are not lying, Ian. You've done it again. Bye, George. I mean, you. I mean, seriously, just to think that for a few hours, I didn't even know if the show was going to happen. My phone was dead, and you know everything. You know everything came together. We had some really great guests, and yes. and you know the best part. The best part is it's only the first show this week. We have another show on Friday, and we have a big announcement. Yes, we do. Yes, wow, we do. Excited. I mean, I mean, I'm very excited. It's going to be the same back time, same back channel. On Friday, we have a big announcement we're going to make, and I'm looking forward to it. Well, I, what, you know, I just my question to you is, what is your treasure bag next? That is a great question. My treasure is that I have a family, I have a home, I, I have a place I can sleep, I have plenty of food. And that my phone works, and that my Yay. and that I and, and that I got a beautiful new hard drive for my Mac because I was <laughs> running out of space because it was all music. So I got a new 250 gig internal hard drive, and I also upgraded to to the, the latest Mac OS X called Snow Leopard, even though it's actually an even newer one that's coming out later this year called Lion. The fact is, my computer's up to date, so I can, and I have so much more space, so I can download more music. How, wow, how, how, like how great that. is that? That's great. That's wonderful. And, how about and you? What treasure is your treasure.net? <clears throat> my treasure.net, I have a wonderful host, Ian Eisenberg, and what a great team of producers I have at Goldwater's group and everybody out there, and I just like our producers and the show. This is my treasure today. We had such a great show. This is my treasure today. What a great team to put this show together. And uh, that's my treasure, that man. Great people. Excellent. Thank you very much, and we'll see you all on Friday. All on Friday. Excellent. Have a great week, everyone. Bye. Bye. Guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.